Welcome to Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast with Elizabeth Crawford, where I dish with trendsetters, tastemakers, and industry experts about everything from emerging trends to regulatory pressures to marketing strategies. At the Summer Fancy Food Show in New York City late last month, emerging and established brands were going back to basics with simplified ingredients, streamlined packaging, clear-cut benefits, and natural if not always familiar, flavor profiles. But don't misinterpret basic as boring. Many products were still bursting with flavor and an attention-grabbing, vibrantly colored or innovative packaging and made claims that resonated with modern consumers who are eager for the adventure of something new, but who still find comfort in the familiar. In this episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast, we explore some of the trends that stood out among the thousands of products showcased at the Summer Fancy Food Show, including innovative uses and delivery formats for fats and oils, creative ways to elevate convenience, new twists on the familiar for the cautiously adventuristic, reimagined sports nutrition, and increasingly sophisticated non-alcoholic beverages, plus much more. One of the most prominent trends at the show that stood out to Mintel Food and Drink Associate Director Melanie Zanoza Bartlemy were products that offered new twists on the familiar, which she explains often double as stepping stones to broader cuisines and global traditions, which may be unfamiliar to some Americans. As an example, she pointed to the Latina-owned company Coma Gourmet Foods, Choconose Spread, which won a Sophie at this year's show. It is made with uh, a type of prickly pear, and so it's um, it it's really interesting because you know a, a jam is a sweet thing, right? You use it for whatever. Sometimes with cheese, sometimes on, on anything. But this this is just a a much different um, a different ingredient than I'm used to seeing, but it's still so accessible because it's something that you already know how to use at its heart. You don't have to figure out. How do I use a prickly pear jam? You go, I use jam the way I use jam, and this one has something that's a little bit different, and so I want to try this. I want to do something a little bit different with it, and especially when these companies can explain how you can expect the flavor profile to be. That's such an easy way to get consumers to feel a little bit more comfortable than you know, perhaps starting with an unfamiliar flavor in some type of format they might not know. That's a lot harder of a leap. And then... There's another, there's a company that was making, they were calling it a Mexican chili crisp, but it was um, a salsa matcha, which has been trending. And, of course, is something, when we say trending, it's like new to us, not new in the world, which we always want to make clear. But they were including um, cherry and then another type of fruit in these um, Mexican chili crisps. But they're saying... Said, and she said, oh, it's traditional. Oh, to have fruit in a, in a salsa matcha? Like, no, usually we have nuts, but to bring in the fruit, it, it's my way of making it unique. So it's all of these things that all kind of exist together. But then um, if you're familiar now with the chili crisp, which you know more and more consumers are, are probably seeing around, it's definitely not like a pervasive condiment, but it's something that we see a lot of press around, like the Fly by Jings and, and those types of companies. Um it just it gives you that sort of starting point from which to 
engage with and, and experience the the product and then maybe be a little bit more open in, in what you're going to look at next. One of the things I noticed was a mix for hot pot. Make mm. your own hot pot at home. No, that's cool. That's something that maybe, even if you haven't visited a hot pot restaurant, maybe you've seen it, maybe you've read about them, you get a food magazine or whatever, and you're going, oh, well, I know this product. I've tasted this. This was something that was once unfamiliar to me that is now familiar. Let's see what else they can do for me. And so I've noticed that with a couple of different products, and for instance, like Yolele, they started with their Phonio, and they've expanded the Phonio into different product types, like chips, and, and they have pilafs, and they've got beer. But then now they've introduced their um, their African spice rubs that you can also turn into dips. So it's just from there, you, you ground a consumer in something that was once unfamiliar that you now have made a little bit accessible to them, and then you can kind of grab them and you can lead them a little bit in a little more of a direction. You can take them on a, on a diagonal. And I think that's what a lot of the innovation that's happening at this show is right now. Bartlemy also noticed several brands offering consumers shortcuts, sometimes through innovative packaging, to encourage them to try ingredients or recreate at home cuisines that might not only be unfamiliar, but also which might be perceived as complicated or messy or just too high risk. You know, I think we're seeing across all of these different product types, I think the underlying factor that that really makes the moment right for them is that they're tapping into this sense of convenience that we need to do things that might feel hard. You know, for instance, we're talking about you know simmer sauces, or you know there was a, a company that's part of the the hatchery, and uh, she's making uh, Indian spice blends. And so we were talking about how if if an average consumer is going to go out and buy everything that she's got in here, 30 plus ingredients. She's got whole spices. She's got different versions of different things in the same dish. And so that's inaccessible. But you have that together in a packet and on it, it says you need to go buy the chicken, some ginger, uh, get some rice ready. I can manage that. I can't do the other thing. But now I can have this experience that feels like I'm doing something special and I'm doing something something unique and innovative, but then becomes a habit. She said that there are people, as soon as they've made one, they want to make a bunch of them because they realize it's really not that hard when you have this shortcut. And that makes it sound like it's a negative thing. We should see shortcuts. We should absolutely find ways to make our lives easier so that we can enjoy eating and cooking food. There's no shame in that. So it's like, there are these interesting things happening that don't ask that much of the consumer. They give the consumer the ability to feel like they're being really experimental and that they're really able to sort of tap into you know, the, the cultural uh, zeitgeist or whatever. This trend was especially prominent at the show among companies playing with high-end, on-trend fats and oils that consumers may want for health or enhanced flavor, but not know how to create or use on their own. For example, Black and Bullyard, a company co-founded by two professional chefs and friends who met at the fine dining restaurant in New York in 2011, offers the first ready-to-eat, shelf-stable brown butter in America. As co-founder Eric Bullyard explained, 
Brown bunder is a hot trend right now, but it's also very temperamental to make, moving it out of reach for most home cooks. We've been doing this for a number of years, uh, bringing the first ever ready-to-eat shelf-stable brown butter in America. Uh, so we have original salted honey brown butter and then real Italian black truffle brown butter. Um, the possibilities are endless. You can put on anything morning, noon, and night. Um, and yeah, showcasing the versatility of brown butter for the first time is pretty exciting. A real attention to detail, low and slow. Um, and you know, we were making it by ourselves by hand for years, and um, we're obviously not not doing it that way anymore. But it's just it's even that much more important that we don't burn it or undercook it because we extract as much flavor out of these beautiful little milk solids when we caramelize it to get that perfect depth of flavor, color, and aroma. Uh, so we've been doing this since 2015, but um, the last couple of years, you know. We were definitely ahead of our time. No one knew what brown butter was. Now it's exploding in, you know, on TV and publications, online and recipes everywhere. And we're the trailblazers. We're very excited to be like introducing people to it who, who don't yet know. You know, people being super into cooking at home, finding new ways to do gourmet at home, maybe during the pandemic, maybe after. I think that's just carried forth and people exploring you know, unique products, products that elevate any meal with little effort, um, I think is a huge reason why, why this has, is, is, is about to have a moment. Corn Husker Kitchen also is making it easier for consumers to diversify the types of fats they use at home through more convenient packaging. In this case, putting a duck fat in a spray can, which managing partner Dennis Schuett said he came up with one night after becoming frustrated with scooping the fat out of a tub. I created it about eight years ago in Omaha, Nebraska. Um, I was literally um, at a social event talking about food with some friends and someone inquired whether or not I'd ever used uh, duck fat before. I hadn't. And so I got a tub of it and I was like, this stuff is amazing. And so I was using a lot of it, but I was like, there's got to be an easier way than digging it up, you know, a, a spoon into a pan. I thought, what a great spray this would make if I could figure out how to do it. Well, duck fat melts at about 58 degrees, so it's like the only animal fat that you could really put into a spray. And so I looked into the spray industry and found something known as bag on valve, B-O-B. So there's a bag inside here like a boxer's workout bag. The bag itself is surrounded with clean, compressed air. There's no fluorocarbons at all. Nothing nasty for the environment. And everything about the can and what's inside is all American-made. The timing was perfect for the paleo, keto diets, and they're not going away. They don't appear to be. And animal fat, the body craves. It's high in omega-3 and omega-6. The other timing was air fryers. You can spray a, a handful of crinkle cut frozen fries and make them taste gourmet just with using duck fat. I didn't invent duck fat and I didn't invent bag on valve, but I married the two and it's the only one in the world and uh, it's just really growing. It imparts a real savory flavor. It doesn't taste like duck. It just, like we say, it makes good food taste better. And it also is a wonderful binder, say, to spray right onto your protein, whether it be steak or salmon. It holds your spices so well 
the barbecue world has went crazy for it. And so you'll find me in almost any store that sells grills and smokers, um, as well as, you know, the HEVs of the world and Myers and, 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 and that, as, you know, as well. But um, it's got a high smoke point, so you can get your hand rattling to do a sear. And like if you're doing scallops or something, it's really great because it's hard to get a good sear on scallops and pumpkin butter before the butter will start smoking. So it, it really has a, some great purposes, and it's not—it's it, great for your pans, no matter what pans you have. And you're just not afraid to use this spray right on your food versus just using it as a pan release. So, like we say, it's time to break up a pan, and um, here we are. And now we have several other products. Uh, we also have duck fat roasted almonds, which is our newest product. So we're venturing out there. We have beef fat. We have Wagyu beef fat, Berkshire pork lard, and, and both duck fat as well. So. Italian-based Manitoba Foods also showcased a new line of sprays at the Fancy Food Show specifically formulated for poke. The line sprays come in air-compressed cans like Cornhusker Kitchen's products and includes five flavors, avocado oil with yuzo, toasted sesame oil, avocado oil and lime and pink pepper, plain avocado oil, and soy sauce spray. Manitoba also offers a spray specifically formulated for the air fryer, which uses a formula with a higher smoke point. So better for you is pretty well established at this point in most food and beverage categories, but the sports and fitness segment is still dominated by products that include long lists of unfamiliar ingredients or textures that can turn off athletes. Startups Noogs, Lavelle Nutrition, and Date Fix all showcased alternatives that promise to fuel dedicated distance runners and weekend warriors alike with simpler ingredients and easier-to-consume formats to what is currently on the market. Ben and Paige Foote explain that they recently launched Noogs Chews as an easy-to-eat, electrolyte-packed sports performance enhancer, specifically targeting consumers who may be new to sports or turned off by the, quote, super-intense marketing often associated with many currently available products. We're sports nutrition products, so you can eat these before or during your workouts. Um, I'm a marathoner, so I came up with this idea because when I would do my long runs, I would eat Sour Patch Watermelons as my fuel source because I couldn't do the gels or, like, the goos. In my opinion, they just are awful. Um, but the problem with Sour Patch Watermelons was that they would always get stuck in my teeth when I was running, and they didn't have electrolytes, and sometimes they were, like, hard on my stomach. So I wanted to create a product that still had that sour gummy flavor, but that these are way easier to chew. They kind of like melt in your mouth. They also have electrolytes, so they're they're more sports performance um, in mind. So we want it to be more approachable for sports nutrition products, especially for people who are like getting into running. Like maybe they just signed up for their first half marathon. Um, when you look at current sports nutrition products on the shelves, they're all like super intense. Like if you go to their website, it's like really buff people who are like sweating and it's just like intimidating. yeah it's intimidating so we just wanted to do something that was fun and kind of just like embrace the fun side of running you know or maybe you don't have like a certain time goal you just want to go out there and have fun startup date fix goes even further in simplifying its takes on sports nutrition gels by limiting its product to pureed dates orange blossom water and select spices 
Business Development Manager Nina Marie Scalara explains that their simplicity also lends to their versatility. So this is date fix. They're simply date pureed with orange blossom water to create like a very velvety smooth texture. They're obviously placed in these convenient squeezable packs and uh, all you got to do is tear, squeeze and enjoy. So just two ingredients, which is super special because a lot of goos or health uh, bars on the market unfortunately have like a ton of additives, chemicals, but this really tastes like you made it in your own kitchen so there's no like fugazi taste. Um, but we have our original, which is just dates with orange blossom water. Then we have cinnamon, ginger, and turmeric. Um, it's certainly intended for fitness, but you don't have to be a fitness person to enjoy it. It's great for long-distance runners who need that extra boost. Uh, dates are very low glycemic, so you don't get that terrible sugar crash. Uh, but I love to put it in Greek yogurt. I put it on a piece of brie cheese the other day um, and a little baguette, so it gets that like nice jammy feel. Um, but yeah, they're delicious, um, and they're great for children. Um, uh, the squeeze pack makes it really fun for them. The bright colors in their lunchbox. Parents could feel satisfied that they gave their child something sweet, but it's not like a tasty cake that's, you know, terrible for you. So it's just natural sugar, no additives. Another trend emerging at the Fancy Food Show was a number of shelf-stable products positioned as fresh, a designation often assigned to perishable foods located around the perimeter of the store rather than those in the center of the store. But as Bartlemy explained, the refrigerator and chilled aisle no longer have dibs on the fresh moniker. You know, for every every product that's that's fresh and everything that's, you know, ready to go, there's also I think more of these products that are talking about their shelf life of saying this for, there's a chocolate covered honeycomb that oh, I know, it was amazing. Um and so I was asking, okay, well, you know, what's What's the shelf life on this? I'm like it's two years. I'm like oh, okay. So I if I buy this, I don't have to have an immediate use for a chocolate covered honeycomb. I can write. I can wait for the right moment to use this delicious thing, and I can I can you know bust this out at a dinner party and and put it out on a board. And he said when you cut into it, it oozes out and it's it's ex- experiential. So that makes me feel good because um, I think. We we have, and I know this from our, our mental data, that there's a, a very positive association with fresh, and that makes sense, and fresh is wonderful. But I think that there have been so many times that companies or, or product types have suffered because they aren't fresh, but that doesn't mean that they weren't fresh. It's that we have technologies that are able to really preserve products and, and, and ingredients in ways that make them unique and make them delicious. Growy Foods award-winning plant-based dips and spreads are an example of the emerging cohort of products that are blending fresh and shelf-stable. Founder Aman Blana explained he's able to check both boxes by foregoing, quote, industrial ingredients and letting the veggies he uses take center stage. Growy is actually an indulgent all-natural dip and spread, which is made from super simple ingredients, fresh vegetables, sunflower seeds, and spices. So it's nothing complicated, like uh, it's not oil-based, it doesn't have any citric acid, it's a shelf-stable but super fresh dip. Um, If you're bored of salsa, you know, you have those better-for-you chips but nothing to go with it, and there comes Growy. 
and we're like sort of like uplifting the inherent uh, nutrition and goodness of vegetables. We're not imitating like a lot of plant-based products is like about imitating. This is simply about putting the zucchini in front, putting the peppers in front. So like you know, you're, if you want to eat plant-based, you're not just eating the fake stuff. It's literally just 80% uh, of all of these doors are just vegetables. And the rest is like apple cider vinegar, acacia gum, which is also good for you. So we have a spiced mango, which has got like a red pepper uh, kick to it. Then we have a red pepper dip, which is like red bell peppers. It's like a red pepper hummus, but with so much more flavor. And then curry zucchini, which is a Nexty Award winner dip. This is amazing balance of curry powder and apple cider vinegar and uh, also some sweetness to it. But again, all of the lineup of flips, fruits and vegetables. So you don't have to like eat any of the oils. It's an indulgent product, but you won't feel guilty after eating. So many buyers and uh, big, big retailers showed interest in us um, because this is such a fresh product in a shelf-stable format, and people were just surprised as, if, as to how can veggies be still looking this fresh after they're packed. Because we don't use, you know, any purees. We don't, we don't use any of the industrial ingredients. We literally use fresh vegetables. The non-alcoholic movement and market have been steadily growing in the U.S. for several years. But at the Summer Fancy Food Show this year were several brands that offer notably more sophisticated flavor profiles and that lean into botanicals and away from the sticky sweet that dominates many ready-to-drink mocktails and mixers. For example, For Bitter, For Worse was founded by a self-described flavor chaser, Shelly Elkovich, who created the line of ready-to-drink non-alcoholic cocktails with 13 botanicals and a touch of monk fruit after she developed a rare ailment that required her to abstain from alcohol. The thing that makes us different is that we make the product ourselves, so we're not bound to the constraints of co-manufacturing and the need to buy off-the-shelf extracts or use natural flavors to heighten our flavors, right? We start with certified organic botanicals. We have a proprietary process we call reverse bootlegging, um, where we remove and rub... Yeah, so we macerate... And organic botanicals in a mixture of organic spirits and water, use a still to remove and recover the alcohol, and then we blend that very robust base with house-made teas, syrups, juices, and decoctions to get this layered cocktail effect. So it's very, very unique. Um, I think about the industry and the category as like, we're now in non-alcohol 2.0, and that is where there are enough choices where the consumer can be more discerning, and they, they don't have to just be like, oh, thank goodness there's no alcohol in this. They can look look for a drink that truly, you know, meets their standards in the way they eat as well. And that's where, where we come in. We're also not a mimic, so we don't, um, none of our, our expressions are direct one-to-one -one analogs for alcohol, but they have that flavor wheelhouse, that complexity that you seek when you're, you know, having a, a drink at an occasion. And so that's why I developed our four expressions with these very unique flavor profiles. They don't taste anything like each other, right? Each one is very different. So we have two sparkling aperitifs, a red wine alternative, and a potent nightcap spirit alternative. For Renway Chang, the CEO of Abstinence Spirits, which launched new non-alcoholic ready-to-drink spritzes at the Fancy Food Show, the non-alcoholic category is evolving into a sophisticated, elevated playground 
thanks to companies like her that offer consumers the tools they need to create the kind of drink they want, be it sweet, herbaceous, alcohol-free, or spiked with a spirit. Afternoon Spirits started in South Africa in 2020, and we were founded by a sommelier and a wine producer. And they had a craft gin they were already doing, and they um, really saw the trends and got excited about everything that was happening in the non-alcoholic space and promoting this alcohol-free lifestyle. Um, and so pivoted and really focused on high quality, like great tasting craft distilled product. And that's, I think, where we really stand out is that focus on flavor. We have um, a flagship like Cape Spirits line. So we have Cape Floral, Cape Citrus, and Cape Spice. And that's really about, you know, these botanical blends that are beautiful and additive to your bar card. Um, and you can like mix and match with those. Uh, those are sugar-free, calorie-free um, as well, which is a nice benefit that I know lots of people are looking for as well. We then have our Italian style of heritiefs, uh, both blood orange and lemon. And those you get the bitterness, the bold, punchy flavors, the herbaceousness um, comes through on those. And uh, what's really exciting is those have been so popular that we're actually launching here at the Fancy Food Show um, a spritz line, which includes our blood orange and lemon spritzes. Um, so that's like the big highlight that we're excited about. And then the last one in our line is like a dark spirit. So it's epilogue, which has um, malt and smoked peat, which is really unique in the NA space. So have something like so smoky and still have like the vanilla notes and the malt flavors um, has been really fun. We get a lot of people who are kind of like super fans of the epilogue and then our aperitifs too. I think at the end of the day, what people are looking for is that like balance and the complexity of the flavor and, and looking for not something that's loaded with sugar, but loaded in flavors that like make you feel like an adult and that you're sophisticated, right? And that I think that our, our products, that's been really front of mind um, and creating that space, which just makes it so like diverse and fun to play with in terms of mixing cocktails and, and having fun with the product. Um, and people can find other ways to, to do that, right? So if you want something that's completely sugar-free, you can use club soda, bitters, you know, and, and keep that, like, low to no calorie. Or if you really love, you know, your juices and other flavors, like, or simple syrups, like, have fun with that, too. And, and we're just creating that real sophisticated, elevated playground for you to build from. While we're nearing the end of our time together, this is only a small fraction of the trends that Food Navigator USA spotted at the Summer Fancy Food Show. And I encourage you to check out our full coverage online, where you'll find stories about honey, hot sauce, plant-based meat 3.0, functional beverages, crunchy snacks, and much more. With that, we have reached the end of another episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast. I hope that you'll join us again next week for another installment. And to help you remember, I encourage you to subscribe. Until next time, this is Elizabeth Crawford wishing you a productive, profitable, and safe week.